0: live from the top of the Empire State Building on WBAI 99.5 FM Pacifica Radio New York. This is Trump Watch, a weekly series investigating the actions of and reactions to President Donald J. Trump and his administration. I'm today's host, Jesse Lent. Conrad, Tokyo, Sparrow, so Bissachio, just Nashville. watch it, Never, ever, ever give up. Things will work out just fine. Look at the way I've been treated lately, (laughs) especially by the media. No politician in history, and I say this with great surety, has been treated worse or more unfairly. You can't let them get you down. You can't let the critics and the naysayers get in the way of your dreams. President Donald Trump delivering the commencement address at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy in New London, Connecticut, earlier today. Right now, the commander-in-chief's own dreams presumably might include the elimination of Senate and FBI investigations into whether his campaign colluded with the Russian government. As Russian associations within his his own administration and Trump's own apparent admission to NBC News that he fired FBI Director James Comey last week to stop the Russia investigation into his own people have sent Washington, D.C. into overdrive. But in this perpetually breaking news environment, often seemingly targeted for maximum outrage, are we losing sight of some of the issues at the heart of the progressive movement in America? Hello and welcome to Trump Watch with Jesse Lent. Tonight, we'll take a step back from the Russia-fueled hysteria that you'll find on nearly every other news outlet focusing on this week to reflect on what aspects of the progressive movement are being compromised in the age of Trump with John Tarleton editor-in-chief of The Independent. But before we do, let's take a minute to run down the major events that have transpired in the last eight days since Donald Trump fired FBI Director James Comey on Tuesday, May 9th. Two days later, President Donald Trump actually contradicted White House staff and Vice President Mike Pence when he seemed to admit to firing Comey to hinder the investigation into his administration's ties to Russia in an interview... Uh, On May 11th with Lester Holt of NBC News. When I decided to just do it, Trump told Holt, referring to the firing of Comey as FBI director, I said to myself, I said, you know, this Russia thing with Trump and Russia is a made up story. It's an excuse by the Democrats for having lost an election that they should have won, unquote. On May 10th, according to The New York Times, Donald Trump, quote, told Sergei Lazarov, the Russian foreign minister, and Sergei Kislyak, the Russian ambassador, details about an Islamic State plot, including the city in Syria where the ally learned the information, according to an unnamed official, in a meeting at the White House that also included former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. At least some of the details of the United States that the United States has about the Islamic State plot came from the Israelis, said the officials, who are not authorized to discuss this matter and spoke on the condition of anonymity, continued the Times report. Then on Friday, Trump tweeted, quote, James Comey better hope that there are no tapes of our conversations before he starts leaking to the press, unquote. That brings us to yesterday when two sources close to Comey say that Trump asked him to end the FBI's investigation into former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn the day after Flynn was fired by President Trump back in February. Comey, who was still FBI director at the time, wrote a memo about the exchange immediately after the Oval Office conversation in February, an Associates of Comey's told NPR. Earlier today, the Senate Intelligence Committee invited Comey to testify in open and closed sessions. It also sent a request to acting FBI Director Andrew McCabe, quote, seeking any notes or memorandum prepared by the former director regarding any communications he may have had with senior White House and Department of Justice officials related to investigations into Russia Russia's efforts, unquote, according to National Public Radio. The Senate Judiciary Committee is also seeking the alleged memos and related commun- documentations that comey reportedly has from his meetings with trump so those are the main bullet points to the ongoing saga of russian ties to the trump administration but according to my guest john tarleton editor-in-chief of the independent the nonstop Russian russia news blitz is actually sidelining critical aspects of the progressive movement in this country hello john thank you so much for joining me
1: hi jesse it's great to be here with you this evening
0: what do you think are some of the most critical progressive movements that might be taking a backseat in this wall-to-wall Russia coverage?
1: Sure. I mean, I'd just like to start by saying that, uh, of course, the, the firing of an FBI director is a, is a big deal, and uh, if, if the president's, uh, you know, trying to uh, sideline an investigation into himself or his uh, aides, you know, that is a crime, obstruction of justice, uh, however, uh, I think it's I think it's also important to to step back a second, really kind of look back over the last four months, because it's been quite a wild ride ever since uh, Donald Trump was inaugurated, and uh, at at if we recall all that uh, that time we had the w- the women's march with five million uh, people in the streets uh, in cities all over the country and all over the world, and then a week later, uh, people flooded the airports in opposition to the uh, Muslim travel ban. We later had a outpouring of people at uh, congressional uh, town halls in uh, red states, blue states, purple states uh, in particular uh, with outrage over the Republican health care plan and uh, in in moments like that you you saw the, the people leading and the leaders following and I, I think what we're seeing with uh, with this uh, with Russia gate and the and the blitz of coverage around it is uh, the the opposition to to trump becomes becomes narrowly channeled. Uh, into um, more of a inside the Beltway, a discourse about you know who leaked what, um, who's you know who's gonna um, you know win the uh, contest to be the next FBI director. What's the you know the former FBI director gonna say when he goes before Congress? Um, you know it it kind of has a sort of a Game of Thrones uh, quality to it. But it, it, for the rest of us out here, there are you know many uh, pressing issues. Obviously, healthcare is really been at the at center stage, uh, the escalated raids against uh, immigrant communities. Um, you know, recently, Attorney General Sessions announced that the Justice Department's really going to be pulling back from uh, enforcing any sort of consent decrees on uh, rogue police departments around the country. Uh, so there's, there's, and, and of course, the uh, Trump and the Republicans, his Republican allies in Congress have, you know, all sorts of plans in the works to try to uh, really uh, scale back the role of government in, in society and, and the role it can play in, in helping people's lives and and um, in, in order to uh, produce a trillion dollar tax cut f- for some of the wealthiest uh, campaign donors to the Republican Party so uh, there's th- there's so many things happening at the same time uh, it can be easy for the for the the Trump circus and, and the in, in the inside the beltway, um, uh, aspect of it to uh, to drown out everything else. So it's not, it's not that um, that he shouldn't be investigated uh, around the questions around Russia or, or the FBI, uh, but uh, we really need to be able to keep our eye on on, on many other things. And uh, certainly, uh, a corporate media uh, for for them, this is almost like an ideal story. It, it's very easy. There's uh, there's there's uh, you know villains and and. We're all going to be in suspense to hear what Comey uh, testified, and it and it all pretty much involves elite actors. Uh, again, I would say almost sort of this Game of Thrones type uh, scenario. Um, and of course, you know, uh, congressional hearings of this sort can be very dramatic and great for ratings. And uh, um, whereas you know, many of these other issues that matter, sometimes they they unfold a little bit more slowly, and uh, and it's easy to for that to all be drowned out. Right for them to get swept under the rug for that
0: reason, that they aren't as easy a ratings generator as the trump circus, you could say
1: right, and I also think uh, you know even when we look at the, the you know the opposition uh, uh, with the Democratic Party, uh, really I, I think uh, if you look at the track record of the leadership of the Democratic Party, uh, sh- yes they, they they've forcefully opposed Trump in large part because their their rank and file base insisted on it and demanded it. Uh, from the moment he came into power, uh, and really from the moment he won the election. Uh, However, at the same time, they would like to ride back into power um, on as narrow uh, an agenda as possible. And, and, uh, uh, you know, for the Nancy Pelosi's and the Steny Hoyers and the Chuck Schumers uh, of the world and all the people around them, uh, you know, being able to uh, focus on on Trump and his shortcomings and really not... uh, uh, mobilize ar- around the progressive agenda it, 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 it is their preferred way back into power, and uh, I think we saw some of this back in the Bush years. I, I, uh, Trump has done an amazing thing. He 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 somehow made the George W. Bush era uh, look, you know, somewhat uh, sane. But if we all somewhat uh, moderate, right? But it, of course, at the time, uh, the certainly by the second term, uh, you know, Bush uh, his his. Uh, popularity ratings were plummeting uh, certainly on, on the uh, on the liberal and left side of the uh, the political spectrum uh, you know he was uh, reviled and, and uh the war in iraq was failing katrina was a uh, completely bungled um and, and so anyway so uh the democrats were able to ride the the discontent with bush back into control of congress in 2006 after having been out of power for 12 years and, but once they got back in, they didn't do anything. They didn't end the war when, when Bush and General Petraeus uh, mobilized the surge. They they fell in line with it and funded it. It, it. And they were like, well, we you know we have to support our troops. So so much for the anti-war movement. And 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 they used it uh, for their own purposes. So I think it, it, it's this you know anti-Trump uh, struggle uh, unfolds. Uh, the the political train that we fight it on will did will help shape where we end up. Down the road, if if if, it's, if the whole battle is fought around uh, Russia Gate and Leak Gate and you know the the FBI, um, uh, you know eventually Trump will be out of there. You know f- in four years or maybe a lot sooner. Uh, but if that's the st- if that's the the main uh, issue, then okay, we can put a you know a sane person in the White House. But are we just going to go back to the same status quo we had before? Right. And I think with the mainline Democrats, they'd they'd be quite happy with that. They expect to have that when uh, with the Clinton uh, candidacy, and that failed, and we ended up with a you know wildly incompetent, uh, insane person in the White House. Uh, but if, if after all of this, we just kind of you know, go back to you know to a a, failing, a failed status quo, and 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 all and then all this uh, incredible. Um, upsurge in activism and concern that's brought so many people into the streets and uh, engaged in in politics for the first time, Um, uh, you know, we should hope that a lot more comes of that than just a restoration of the status quo that preceded uh, Donald Trump.
0: And when you say that the Democrats want this kind of narrow uh, focus, Uh you mean because that that limits the amount that they're, they're off the hook for delivering on many promises other than, say, not being Donald Trump.
1: Right. Well, the Democratic Party is has a, a, a schizoid personality because it, it's base. Its, it's base of support among voters are, are, are progressive people among blacks, Latinos, uh, gays, labor unions, et cetera, et cetera. People many of the most vulnerable people in society. That need a, a progressive government and and broadly support progressive policies, but the party is largely funded uh, by by Wall Street, military-industrial complex, and other one percent interests. And 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 most of most of the, many of the leading figures in the party, I mean, their whole careers have been built, uh, on, you know, through these sort of. Um, uh, networks of, of, of financial support and campaign contributions and when they go out of office they they're able to join you know boards of directors I get you know sp- speaking fees and so it is the the party elite lives in the in this sort of cocoon in this sort of uh, you know corporate uh, funded cocoon and, and they're very comfortable there and and so they're happy to make you know promises and, and, and a lot of sim- symbolic gestures to their base in order to mobilize their base to be able to vote them back into power but then once they're in power you know the, there is the tendency to really uh, defer much more to the financial interests that, that that back them and and to continue to try to um you know mostly provide uh symbolic uh, gestures to to their base and I think one of the things the Democratic party is facing is I mean there was in in the last year's primary contest, where in the Sanders versus Clinton, there was very clearly a split, in a lot of ways between uh, the grassroots and between the the party establishment. And there's, you know, you see uh, comments from, uh, uh, you know, some of these establishment figures now complaining that, you know, party activists are applying purity tests uh, to uh, Democrats, like demanding that they support uh, single payer health care, which would be by far the uh, the um,
0: Similar to what we saw with the Tea Party back in when Obama
1: was president, right? right? Yeah, they don't want. I mean, the funny thing is, uh, you know, when when uh, corporate Democrats, you know, go for uh, looking for funding on Wall Street or K Street, um, you know, there's litmus tests that they have to pass with their with their corporate backers uh, in terms of you know uh, you know commitment to uh, you know friendly business policies, but. they uh, they resist uh, you know litmus tests from their own their own voting base again because they they want to have that flexibility uh, to you know to make promises but not follow through on them that and uh anyway so we saw that in in 2006 and 2008 when first the Democrats took over Congress and then the White House in, in as there was this backlash to the to the bush years and um, and then uh, you know really the the sort of policies that were enacted uh in uh around the wall street bailouts the um you know many other uh, pro corporate policies uh you know there's i think it it was a disappointment and anyway i i, I sense that uh you know we could be in for the same ride of course we want uh trump's administration to fail and and we want but we want you know the the, Repo- the republicans also control congress and we want them to fail i, I think you know, it's worth asking ourselves if, if, if Trump was impeached tomorrow and he had uh, President Pence, you know, w- would we be in a, in a more dangerous situation where we'd have a competent, intelligent uh, person in power who could- Someone then... with governing experience. Right.
0: And uh, ov- um, arguably more hardline. Uh, he's been known to support uh, c- c- gay conversion therapy and other, uh, you know, other ideas associated with a religious right in the U.S. Right.
1: Right, he was the fourth ranking member in the House before he s- stepped down to uh, successfully run for governor of Indiana. So this, yeah, this person with a lot of governing experience. And uh, so to just hand the keys over to him and, and you know have a lot of people kind of give a sigh of relief that you know, the madman is out of the White House, that would also, um, uh, that wouldn't get us where we need to go. So. Do you think that,
0: to get back to what Trump was saying in that, um, in that commencement address that we listened to at the top of the program, do you think there's any credence to his claim that he's more victimized by the media, by any president in history, if only for the reasons you were talking about in the beginning, that it's such a ratings draw that something about this guy, if, if Obama was no drama, Obama, this is truly the,
1: the direct reverse of that. Yeah, I mean, some of uh, some of the blows he's uh, absorbed have been self-inflicted, of course, with his own with his own Twitter account. So uh, he, he might want to go take a, a look in the mirror first. <laughs> uh, but uh, sure, he, he, and part of the reason he's come under a lot of criticism is because he's done so many crazy things, and 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 uh, you know, with the the original Muslim travel ban, almost uh, he and Stephen Bannon and and Stephen Miller pretty much went around the whole. Bureaucracy in the federal government that uh, you know he didn't consult with his Homeland Security Secretary, didn't consult with the Justice Department, so they put out this uh, absurd policy, and and then there was this enormous blowback. Well, you know if if you really you know he he often you know is shoots from the hip, uh, you know uh, promulgates policies in a poorly thought-out way, and, and gets a lot of backlash for that, and then of course his policies are so. Uh, harmful to so many people of course he gets a lot of backlash um so you know i i think uh i mean he you know he wants to throw himself a pity party that's you know that that that's that's his business but uh you know i think uh these are this self-inflicted is large, wounds is what largely you're self-inflicted wounds there's no doubt that uh you know uh there's uh powerful factions in in Washington that are appalled that he's president and uh are are going after him
0: But the same could have been said for Obama, right?
1: Right. I mean, I think Obama is more in the sort of the the, you know center of the sort of DC spectrum, and and Obama was very accommodating to his uh, you know national security uh, bureaucracy, where you know uh, Trump has uh, uh, has clashed with it um, in large part because of his uh, unusual relationship uh, or affinity uh, with Putin and Russia. Uh, and there's there's no doubt there there there's there's strange uh, aspects to it not only his his business uh relations uh, over the years and you know once his business empire really crashed into the, the 1980s uh it appears that you know he really uh, turned the up- first of three bankruptcies right right and he couldn't get he couldn't get funding from uh from normal banks here in the United States because he was such a, a you know credit risk because it was all his bankruptcies and and so the questions of where his money started to flow in from and his, uh, you know, Russian oligarchs are you know considered to be one of that, and I think also, you know, when we look at Russia and Trump, I think something else that should trouble us more than you know these uh, murky uh, ties, uh, business ties, is his uh, ideological affinity for Putin. And and um, you know, with, with Putin, we have a a, a government uh, you know, that's mainly uh, runs on on uh, oil, you know oil revenues. Uh, that has really uh, entrenched the, uh, you know, the ch- Russian Orthodox Church in the center of the state. You know, has really adopted uh, stridently, uh, you know, anti-women, anti-gay policies. Uh, you know, is in, in, and it really uh, sidelined the judiciary, the media, uh, the legislature in that society. And you see you see signs of that with Trump all the time. You know, these sort of uh, these strongman uh, tendencies. And and it also if you look closely. Uh, I think there's people in, in in some parts of the conservative movement that sort of see Russia now as uh is attractive because, you know, it's 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 uh, of the close relationship between church and state, um, and, and uh, also the fact that it's, uh, you know, a highly nationalistic uh, government now. So these affinities, I think, in some ways are more troubling. Just as it's also really troubling when Trump, you know, gets on the phone to congratulate, um, uh.
0: President Erdogan.
1: Yes, in Turkey. Of Turkey,
0: and it should be said that he's in Washington today, and there have been reports that um, protesters uh, have been roughed up on the street, uh, possibly, uh, I've yet to see this confirmed, but for unfurling a Turkish flag, and that um, it it was basically his security detail from Turkey who roughed these people up. So we'll be following that story and update you next week if anything else comes uh, comes out of it. Uh, So In the last few minutes that we have Mm -hmm. uh, here, John Tarleton, Editor-in-Chief of the Independent, uh, I want to get your reaction to what you would say. There might be some people at home listening to this who are thinking, well, okay, that's great, obviously, if they're progressives. There's a lot of things in the progressive agenda that have been taking a backseat, but all we can do right now, this is something I hear a lot, all we can do is resist, resist, resist. Um, and that we can get back to those other issues once this man is out of office. What would be your response to that?
1: I think we have to be able to uh, walk and chew gum at the same time. We have to be able to do uh, multiple things. And, and, uh, and it's totally understandable when, it, when the FBI, you know, firing, the firing of the FBI directors in the headlines that people would want to respond to that. Because I think one of the heartening things about this moment is so many people do want to be involved and they do want to find a way to participate. And uh, you know, unfortunately, we have a situation in this country and not only that you know commercial media can you know set a lot of the agenda, but also the left itself is is fractured and resources are often sparse, and it's difficult for it to mobilize around its agenda. Uh, but I think uh, you know part of what needs to happen is is there has to be a, a you know a, a conscious effort to mobilize around the things that are Im- important to us. And I would like just to point out I think some heartening things I see. I, just yesterday in Philadelphia. Uh, the uh, election of a, of a new district attorney uh, uh, Larry Krasner, there was a huge grassroots mobilization for uh, Krasner who was a, a longtime civil rights uh, attorney and, and represented Black Lives Matter protesters and others in courts and in and, and his campaign managed to defeat all these establishment candidates, the candidates backed by the police union and it's a huge breakthrough and I think we're gonna see in other cities around the country you know efforts to, uh, to get progressive district attorneys and we also uh, recently, had uh, you know, Chokwe Antar Lumumba um, uh, elected in Jackson, Mississippi, and that's a really exciting experiment that's going on, on uh, in that city uh, with a, uh, a black majority city where you have a, a city government that's really consciously looking to empower the, um, the people of that city, uh, and 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 there'll be many other opportunities. So yes, we can. Uh, I think we can uh, challenge uh, Trump around. Uh, his abuse of power, but we should always be looking for opportunities uh to emphasize and push forward the the issues that immediately impact people and that it matter the most to us. Thank you very much yes, it's been great being here, and it's a
0: great show. Thank you. My guest has been John Tarleton, editor in chief of The Independent. You're listening to Trump Watch on WBAI, 99.5 FM, Pacifica Radio, New York. And that's going to do it for this week. This show is engineered by Reggie Johnson. Trump Watch with Jesse Lent is available as an iTunes podcast. Find all 24 episodes in the iTunes store, the podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also stream or download the show at our SoundCloud page, SoundCloud.com slash Trump Watch WBAI, or in the WBAI archives at WBAI.org. You can also like us on our Facebook page, where the showbook page is also Facebook.com slash Trump WBAI. Or you can follow me on Twitter, where my handle is Jay Lent J, I'm sorry, my handle is JLent News, or contact me directly at the email address TrumpWatch at WBAI.org. What issues would you like to hear us cover on Trump Watch? It's always an honor to hear from listeners. Again, that email is TrumpWatch at WBAI.org. Stay tuned for The Katie Halper Show coming up at 7. And I'll be back next Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. when we'll break down another aspect of the Donald Trump administration. I'm your host, Jesse Lent. Talk to you next time.